It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building. Laura, we are in our February series called I Get to Love You. Now, last week I sang. You did. I know. It was great. Uh, we're waiting. We are still <laughs> waiting. It was uh, great. It was yeah, great. <laughs> it would be greater if you sang. But, you know, we just passed all the hype of Valentine's Day. And for so many, they're like, thank God that holiday mm-hmm. is over. Mm-hmm. I was just, it, Valentine's Day is like a hype of, you know, something we should be expressing love every day of the year, right? Not just mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. And and look, I'm not banging it. If you really love Valentine's Day, that's great. But so many people are just searching and searching, mm-hmm. searching for love. And so it's one of those holidays that they're just kind of sick of, Yeah, you know, because it's a reminder. Yep. It's a reminder that they are, they're not in a relationship that they want to be in. And, yep. and yet here's the key. The only one who can truly meet that deep need that we have to be loved and to be able to love somebody and that deep need of being really known by somebody or knowing or being able to know somebody. The only one is uh, that relationship with God, but we crave it. That's why it's such a big deal because the enemy likes to stir it up like what you don't have. And yet the truth is, as we've been talking about in Ephesians three, we already have that love. That's right. In that relationship with God, whether or not we have experienced what it feels like. That's right. And if we look back at the first two weeks of this month, if you weren't able to be with us, uh, it's interesting because the one who is sharing about the deep, deep love of Christ is someone who's in an unexpected circumstance, right? Who is a prisoner, uh, it would look like to Rome, but actually to Christ. And Paul is telling people from his very difficult place that the only way that you can endure the storm is to be rooted and established in the love of God. And man, you talk about uh, talking about love this month. If we want to stand in the storm, Deb, we're going to mm-hmm. understand the love of God. Yeah. You know, so I th- I've heard people say that they don't, they don't need anybody. I don't need anybody. Mm. Right. I used to think I did, but I'm better on my own. And really what that tells me is that they, somebody has burned you. Mm-hmm. you know, if that's what you're saying, because you have been created to want to be loved for who you are and you've been created with the capacity to love somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You've been created with a desire to have people really know you and to really be known. Yep. You know, to know them. And and these are not areas of weaknesses. You know, people think, well, that's weak. I need to just protect myself and be strong. I don't need anybody else. That's that's such the lie of the enemy. We really Mm -hmm. are created to be in relationship and it starts with our creator. Yeah. With the father. And right there, people are like, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. (laughs) You know, do you remember Deb? Um, I'm sure you do with your two boys. And I know with Emily, uh, the children's book that is still popular today. I love you to the moon and back. Yes. So that is an awesome, awesome read for us to, you know, read with our kids or grandkids, whatever that might be. But um, did you ever get into a competition with your kids where, uh, you know, there's all these things I love you to the moon and back in the book. And then it can kind of go deeper than that. It can kind of go further where all of a sudden there's like this competition between you and your child that you're reading it to. And, you know, you might say like, I love you more than all of the drops of water in the ocean. You know, oh, you go, you go yeah, on this but- competition. 
Yeah. Well, the book was competition, right? Remember that? <laughs> exactly. You keep page, going. The father's like, and back, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I win. Yeah. The one is success right. wins. That's we right. would do things like, I love you more than all the grains of sand on the seashore. And I remember <laughs> one of the kids was like, this was the big one. Mom, I love you to infinity and oh, back, which means oh. that they won, right? Yeah. <laughs> the infinity card was the That's winning right. one. That's right. Whatever I thought was big, they had one more. That's right. That's right. But, but what was the what was the draw of that book? I that game, right? Mm. It was how many ways can I express to you how much I love you? Mm. That was the big deal with that game. And mm. I, I think each of us is craving. I, mm. I'm like the kid wants to know how much you love them. And and the parent in me wanted them yes how yes. much I love them because you yes. know, just a number of years after that game, they were like, You don't love me. Yeah, yeah. And I was like hitting my head on the uh, wall. Yeah. Seriously. Right. Yeah. Infinity. Yeah, infinity. <laughs> well, Debbie, that really brings us to us, right? Because we're just grown up kids. I mean, we are just women and men are just men who are still longing for this understanding. We are still craving to know and to be loved deeply. And then, you know, life happens and here we want to be known and loved and loved deeply. And we experience pain and we live in a fallen world. And so all of these things come into our story where we're just craving love and, and maybe we are out there, uh, you know, giving love and love is not uh, given back. And so here we are craving being deeply loved and we experience rejection. And so for sometimes, you know, these these experiences of love, like they're, they're painful. Yeah. I mean, think of when you've been disappointed by somebody Yeah, and we've disappointed people, right? It's not yeah, that we yeah, intentionally yeah. do that, right. but, but life happens, right? That's right. Or there's broken promises. And That's what right. really hurts when, especially when you think back to a child, right? Where they are learning about what it means to trust and to love and to be safe. It's really painful when these painful mm-hmm. moments, the life happens is taking place in the relationships that are closest to us. The mm-hmm. ones that when you've got wounded parents, they wound children. Yep. And and why were the parents wounding their children? Because they were wounded. I mean, yep. it's just, it's like a cycle that continues. And these people of influence in the, in our lives, our parents, maybe a coach or a teacher or shoot, even like your pastor, you know, a youth pastor, when life happens and you get hurt through them, something changes in that childlike trust, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a guard and I, and I, I, you know, you read a lot of reading about how people make out of a survival moment an inner vow. I will mm. never love again. Mm. I will never be vulnerable again. I will never trust again because yep. love equals pain. Yeah, absolutely. And so what do we do, right? When we've experienced pain, we start to build walls. We start to put walls around ourselves because we are not going to get hurt again, right? right. We start to build up walls around our hearts to protect ourselves. But the reality is, regardless of the wall that we build or how high the wall is that we build or what we build it out of, regardless the wall, it doesn't change the inner desire. We still crave being loved. We still crave loving others. I mean, the walls make us like, we're not going to love, we're we're not going to love anybody and we're not going to let anybody hurt us again. But the reality is we still crave loving people, giving love. We still crave being known and we want to know others deeply. And the key really, as we've been studying this whole month uh, in Ephesians 3, is the key is we have to experience the perfect love of our heavenly father. 
And that is the only way that we're going to truly know how deeply we're loved and truly know how to give love. And so if we work through Ephesians 3, 16 to 19 together today, we're going to be looking in the Passion Translation. And if we start in verse 16, I just love, love this translation of this passage. It says, I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor with supernatural, until, I'm sorry, until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Like I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being, Deb. I had to say that again, A, because I did it wrong the first time, but B, just because this is a good verse, right? <laughs> till it floods your, your being with his divine might and explosive power. The truth here is that the father pursued us first, right? In love, he pursued us. The Bible tells us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And then after he pursued us, he came to us. We just celebrated that not this long ago with the fact that, that Jesus came to dwell among us and the father has come to us. And in coming to us, he will unveil truth to us of the depth of his love. I love to think that he is unveiling something. You know, when you think of something that is unveiled, it's you're removing the veil. You can see it more clearly. And the first thing that the father wants to unveil to us is who he is. And man, don't we want to know that? Like everything inside of us wants to know who the father is. And, and when we see him, when the unveiling happens and we see him, we get to see all of his glory, right? Everything that he is, we get to see. And someday we'll be face to face and we will really see the ultimate unveiling. But we also get to see that his favor uh, rests on the lives of his children. We get to see the favor that he has um, for us as we have this unveiling. And as he's unveiling the truth of who he is, he's unveiling these truths, not only to our minds and our intellects, because right, we, we do take truth in through our thoughts, but he also, the Bible verse that we just read shows that he is revealing these things to our innermost being, kind of like what we just talked about last week is there's that difference between knowing and grasping, but there's a difference also between understanding it in your mind and understanding it in your innermost being, in your heart and in your spirit, which let's bring this full circle because that's where we crave love the most right? Yeah. It's in our innermost mm -hmm. being, in our, in our heart and in our spirit, in the deepest, deep parts of us is where we crave it. And it's where he shows it. You know, I'm, I'm having a memory just of early on in the Bible study that met at my house, mm. there was a woman who came, who was a mature believer, right? I would say she was rooted and established, mm. right? By her lifestyle. I mean, you just saw the heavy stuff hit and she did not fall apart. But I remember one particular night we had a worship song on that was focusing on the father's love and she just fell to her knees and she mm. sobbed and sobbed and sobbed and she sobbed all the way through mm. um, the worship time. And, you know, like there was a cry and there was an ugly cry. You know, this was like the all out, mm. give me a lot of tissues kind of cry. And I remember mm. thinking, wow, what deep thing is God doing in her life? Right. Mm. And the way she was crying made you think it was something really hard was going on. So when, um, when she finally sat back up and, and she just, her face was just looked like she had been crying for a long time. I asked her, I said, can I ask you what was happening? And she goes, this is going to sound silly, 
but the father told me he loved me. Mm, and we wow. all just kind of looked at her wow. like, like you didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Right. Wow. And she did, she did know it. She probably had taught it before in other places, but she said something went deep. Wow. He just kept saying, I love you. Wow. And he kept saying it over and over again. And she said, something deep inside of me broke. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and that, like, it was so it wonderfully traumatic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it yes, was like, yes, yes. It was, it was just a, a, an encounter that she's never been the same since. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And he pursued her on that one. So yeah. she positioned herself in a place of worship, but she was open and wow. he just went for the deep dive and all that head knowledge of that he loves her. Like, do you know how much Amazing. I love you kind of thing, you know, to the moon and back that wasn't an infinity moment. And God yeah, won. Yeah. Amen. Right? God Amen. really won there. Amen. I love so it. As you were sharing that, I was thinking, I just remember that like it was yesterday. That is amazing. That is amazing. Well, well, let's continue on in verse 17. It says, then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you mm. and the resting place of his love will become the very source and the root of your life. Again, I love the wording, right? I really do. Constantly using your faith. I started really thinking about that. How do I use my faith? Well, faith comes from hearing, right? It says, and hearing is the word of the word of God. So I need to, I need to be studying the word and then I need to walk it out. You know, faith without works is dead. So I need to actually open my word, see what it says, and then do what it says, walk out and test it. And as I do that, then it says that um, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you, deep inside. It's released his life. The power of his life is empowered on that deep, deep place. And it says, then the resting place of his love will become the very source and the root of your life. I think of um, when you look for a resting place, you look for a place that's prepared, almost mm. like a um, a helicopter that's going to land is looking yeah, for yeah. a prepared place yeah, yeah. to land, to set down on. Is my heart a resting place yeah. for his presence to just come down, his love to just yeah. come down and settle on it? And how do I develop that resting place? It's by walking it out in my faith, Mm. being obedient to him, even if it doesn't always make sense. Mm -hmm. Like if he's telling me to, to uh, pursue the father, Mm -hmm. I I, I gotta, I gotta pursue him. Mm -hmm. I can't like give in to all the excuses of, you know, I don't want to pursue the father because Mm -hmm. father's hurt. Mm -hmm. Right. And God's like the word says a whole lot about the truth, about what the heavenly father's like. And I'm going, well, that doesn't really line up with my experience. And and what happens is when we start hearing the father call us to himself, there is resistance that stirs up within us. You know, the enemy is behind that. It's never God. It's never God trying to resist us pursuing him. It's always the enemy. So we start pursuing God and all of a sudden the enemy starts reminding us of past pain, right? Where the last time you trusted somebody, remember what they did to you, mm-hmm. especially your father. Or that mm-hmm. male figure, right? A lot of times mm-hmm. there's a male figure. Remember you made, maybe you said, I'm not going to trust anymore. I'm not going to love anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be caught unawares. You know, I'm not going to be made a fool again. I'm not going to be vulnerable. I'm not worthy of love. I, I can't trust God. Look at the bad things that have happened in my life. 
I know, is this really what love looks like? Mm-hmm. Or like the Paul and change, right? Is this, I, I have to do this versus I get to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all right. these reminders of past disappointments. Maybe you're angry with God, you know, from your past. And so yeah. as you start pursuing him, when you start saying, all right, I'm going to walk out some faith, man, does the opposition kick in and yeah. uh, we need to, we need to be able to bust through that. Yeah, absolutely. It's so true, Debbie. And that's really why um, we need the word of God, right? It's so critical for us to have the word of God, to be able to discern what is true and what we're hearing and what is not true. Because the truth is, regardless of what we have endured, God is love and he does love us. I think it's interesting. I I love your story about uh, your friend in Bible study because uh, experiencing the love of God in new ways is very moving, very healing. And sometimes uh, we have experienced uh, his love on a head level, like we know he loves us. Sometimes we haven't experienced it on a heart level, like we haven't grasped it, like we talked about last week. But the, the reality is, um, whether you have experienced it on a heart level or not, like it doesn't mean that his amazingly deep love uh, mm-hmm. doesn't exist or it's mm-hmm. not true. And sometimes we can we can be so experientially uh, focused that if we haven't experienced it, we negate it. But the reality is the word is the truth. The word is is eternal. And he says he has a deep love for us, whether we've experienced or not. We get to walk in that love. And then, and then yes, we do start to experience on a heart level. And the, one of the, the beautiful things is he's given us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And he speaks life and truth and direction to us. And he reveals God's heart of love for us as he speaks. And I think that's that's the beautiful thing. Like he loves us. God loves us. He knows that we're not always going to feel that experiential uh, place of it, but he gives us the Holy Spirit to let us know that whether you feel it or not, it doesn't negate the truth of the love that he has for us. I'm I'm kind of smiling because we went through raising teenagers around the same time. Mm -hmm. And there is definitely a season in the teenage raising years that the, the child that you have sacrificed everything for looks you square in the face and questions yeah. your love for them. Yeah. They're not experiencing it at the moment, yeah. but yeah. they're, but they're, and, and you thank God there's a, it's a season, right? They yeah. get through it. And then when they have their own children, yeah, suddenly you look brilliant, yeah. you know, but, but there's just, cause you don't feel it doesn't mean it's not there. That's right. That's and, right. and we were all teenagers, you know, at one point, yeah. probably, saying the same things to our parents. (laughs) Yep. 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 Let's go back to 16. It says, I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and his explosive power. I I started looking at that supernatural strength. It takes a lot of courage. When you have been burned, when you've been disappointed or rejected or just wounded, like some horrific stuff done to individuals, and he's telling you to trust again, trust him, right? To to start with him, trust him to be vulnerable again, where there are so many intervals within you that say, I will never do that again. And then we start getting that place where we desire it, but we're scared to death. Mm -hmm. We're scared to death. And he's saying, I will unveil. I'll I'll help you see it. I'll help you see me for who I am. And I will give you strength that's supernatural because you cannot muster 
up enough gumption to be able to be courageous. It has to come through the power of my Holy Spirit working uh, in you. And so it's that's the courage that we need. And his promise is that as I press in closer to him, now how do I do that? By spending more time open, you know, become disciplined in having that daily time with him. Pursue, go, go find out, go learn, go read, go listen to podcasts and go listen to his spirit speak to you. Mm-hmm. Get some help. If this is new to you, get some help. You know, there's plenty of resources out there and his learn how to recognize his voice. He will unveil within you that understanding the head knowledge will go to the heart. It's, and he'll be gentle right? He'll be gentle with you because he knows you're scared and he knows where you've been hurt. But as he begins to reveal how he feels about you, you're going to find that those specific places where there's been a wound, he heals one by one. Amen. That's right. And as he does that, you know, as he reveals um, his heart to us, I think that what happens is you discover um, that you have courage growing again. You know, you're talking about it, it takes courage to get to this place. And the more that he reveals, it's like your courage grows kind of like a muscle when we go to the gym. Oh, and, uh, (laughs) you know, and we, we have to keep working that muscle. It gets stronger and it's not easy. It hurts. And sometimes it's the same thing with, you know, courage and coming to a deeper understanding of, of the Lord, as we let down all of those pretenses or things that we've come in with and we're courageously seeking him and being open, uh, to being loved again and to love again, uh, man, we just find it in him and we find that we get from him a willingness to be able to trust again mm-hmm. and to start to believe that he really does love us, right? That's if right. you struggled, you start to believe that he really does love you. Mm-hmm. You know, let's go back to the book. You know, how much do I love you, right? To the moon and back. We read those books for years. Actually, I have sitting on my porch at home, Amazon. I bought one now for the next generation. And I'm going to play that word game, you know, with my grandkids about how much does Nana love you? But, you know, for for Chip and Dan, it took years of doing life together, Mm -hmm. of walking it out, demonstrating love in the hard for our kids to get it. Yep. And then you have to be willing not to turn back. You know, you got to be willing not to take what someone's saying to you out of their own, you know, immature, broken place, you know, not taking that to heart and giving up on somebody because God does not give up on us. Amen. That's right. And it's similar to the father. He's saying, do you know how much I love you, Debbie? That's right. That's right. You know how much I love? And he walked it out and he put his arms on the cross. Amen. Amen. Talk about demonstrating something. Absolutely. And he also, he's walking with us, you know, he walked it out and he stretched his arm across and he's walking it with us. You know, he's walking it out with us today, proving to us again and again, that he loves us by how his presence is in our lives today. And I know Deb, you feel the same as I do. The longer I walk with the Lord and the deeper my understanding of his love for me, the more I find myself loving him. And so as we wrap up uh, today's episode um, in our series, I get to love you. Wow. This just, this kind of love makes me go, wow, Lord, I just want more. I want a deeper understanding of your love. And that's exactly where we're headed. Uh, Next week, we're going to be wrapping up this series in Ephesians 3. And we're going to talk about 
uh, how multidimensional God's love is for us, how wide and how deep and how high uh, God's love for us. I, I, I'm already pretty uh, immersed with his love as we've talked about it. I can't wait till next week when we go even deeper. Mm-hmm. So for Deb and myself, we're so grateful you were with us today. Um, we pray that you would experience God's love in a deep, deep way this week. And we look forward to talking with you again uh, next week. God bless you. You are loved. And we'll talk to you soon. To infinity. Does that and make beyond. you win? And beyond. <laughs> no, that's wrong one, Laura. That's the wrong yeah. one. <laughs> I love you to the moon oh, and back. There we go. In, in honor of Chip and Dan. To infinity, mom. <laughs> That means I win. (laughs) Take care, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.